0: Bonjour, amigos. Welcome back to the Fishbowl. Regretfully, I'm only Bob, and equally as regrettable, Fishbee is still back east. But I got good fucking news. You saw the title. I got a new nickname this weekend. I love new nicknames, and I think this one's going to stick. I really... You never know with a new nickname whether or not, you know, how long it's going to be yours, but I think... uh, I think this one's got stain power. Get to that, didn't I? In just a few, and the sooner the better. But first, uh, for those of you that follow along in chronological order, apparently on Friday, I tried to talk through a manic episode as it was happening. Like, like did I do that, or did I... I did. Oh, brother. But, uh at 15 minutes and 30 seconds after talking serious shit for 15 minutes and 30 seconds out of nowhere I go want to hear a story about the first time I ever rode a horse and uh, and then and then things and then things uh, took a turn in hindsight Uh, that podcast feels like a mistake. I listened to it. It was, it was strange. I'm still not right. This one will probably sound fucking strange. Just, just the level of, of concentration, just, just to even do that was, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit overwhelming. Uh, later I wrote down when I was trying to further explain how I was feeling, uh, outrageously frustrating when each thought that appears in one's mind uh, dissolves uh, just as you've almost figured out what that thought was and then and then it's a new thing and a new thing and a new thing and that's how I describe a racing mind I'm sure others would offer a different explanation so right after the show I told you I was going to triple down on meds and then and then get myself in bed. And that's what I did, and I felt a little better until about 3 in the morning. Didn't do any sleep, and then about 3 in the morning, uh, my body says, uh, fuck those meds, I'm in charge here, time to get up and start doing shit. At which point, uh, uh, the manic episode was back on, and I, I kept some notes uh, just for fun and to share with my psychiatrist. But uh, we'll get to the nickname in a second, this is the last little bit. Um... I debated myself, debated myself, about the merits of a small face tattoo. Now, I know I've said in the past, and and, and this is probably true, that I don't have the uh, the mental attitude. I don't have the posture. I don't have the look. I don't have any of the necessary prerequisites for someone to really consider uh, a face tattoo. Uh, That said, I'm really, really, really... Mmm, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic, but I see the merits of a of a small face tattoo. I've never killed anyone, so a teardrop tattoo that I didn't get in jail wouldn't make any sense. But imagine kind of that same tear line, like like a straight line going down, and then at the bottom, just a, just a little line going across to make it to make a little upside-down cross. Just to let people know that uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. It, it would say so much. It would uh, spare me a lot of uh, uncomfortable conversations with people. And then, um I don't think I'm gonna do that. So so uh, then, in the moment at least, I thought I decided that uh, just one gold tooth, like one of the two top front ones, or two silver teeth is uh, is a much more prudent course for me. So alas, no upside down cross face tattoos. Uh, but gold tooth, I have the teeth uh, with the yellow stains of poverty. I, I think gold teeth would just make my teeth look more yellow. Uh, so silver teeth, it'll uh, just two of them. Not sure if I'm going upper or lower, but it's gonna be rad. And then uh, and then lastly, this is a fun one. Uh, remember last week uh, the hypothesis that the, uh, the most dangerous beliefs in, in a society or a culture are, the, um, are those grand explanations that cannot be proven or disproven? Therefore, true institutional and cultural power and power centers revolve around religion, politics and arts. Those are the things that cannot be proven or disproven. <laughs> then, then, you can imagine the fun of BME, because then for hours I made a very complex flowchart detailing all the worldly pursuits where self-truths or cultural truths, truths we tell ourselves, uh, how they supersede measurable truths and the physical laws of the universe and why that will eventually cause our undoing. Isn't that fun? Isn't that just some, just some lighthearted uh, thought exercises and meditations to get you through five, six hours of a bizarre, uh, bizarre manic face? <laughs> anyway, so you, you want to hear about my new nickname now? My new nickname? Excuse me, this is, uh, I'm not sure what I said, but I don't remember hearing nickname. This is fun this is fun for me so yesterday I'm still a little all over the place and, and I hadn't really been eating this uh, this last weekend and I start just craving ice cream and when it comes to ice cream I'm a sucker for a good old-fashioned hot fudge Sunday just some true blue vanilla and a great I like hot fudge man that's a that's a dessert so I know it's Sunday things close a little earlier on Sunday but I look at my phone what what times do the old Baskin-Robbins, the old 31 flavors, it's down the road somewhat, what time does it close? Not till 10, I think I'll go. Anyways, I had them get the biggest bowl uh, they had and, uh, and fill that with as much vanilla ice cream as they could and then top that with as much hot fudge as they could. And then I was concerned that there wasn't going to be enough hot fudge for all that ice cream, so I had them put uh, like in, in a separate cup like of, just, of extra hot fudge uh, just in case. And so I bring the ice cream uh, back to the podcast dojo, my mom's basement, and I'm eating my ice cream, and I'm enjoying my ice cream. and it, I, I know ice cream is a comfort food. It's just, it, it's fucking delicious, and it's fun to eat. It uh, checks a bunch of boxes in terms of uh, uh, things that food can uh, do for you emotionally. But as I'm eating it, I'm like, oh, fuck. I messed up, because I, I don't go to Baskin-Robbins uh, uh, very much, and I don't drink coffee, so I'm not in those kind of environments, but uh, I'm pretty sure the employees at the Baskin-Robbins, I'm pretty sure they have a, they have a tip jar, and I'm pretty sure I was so excited about my ice cream, I certainly didn't fucking tip the two employees of 31 Flavors, and I start to feel really bad because back a million years ago like anyone that's ever worked for tips is always uh, not always but usually they're uh, they're an exceptional tipper and, and I do my best to be so um, so I fucking call the Baskin Rams I'm like hey I was just in there you guys take tips don't you and he's like yeah we do but unfortunately we, we only take cash in the store you know I can't like cash app them or any Apple pay or anything like that and um, before I get any of that out, Uh, The guy, the employee at Baskin-Robbins at 31 Flavors on the other end of the phone goes, is this the hot fudge guy? At which point every bell, every highlighter in my brain, every notion I have that connects me to reality says, whoa, hold up, stop, wait a minute, R&B singers. Uh, Did this person just call me, quote unquote, the... Hot fudge guy, cause that's a, I can I really like hot fudge. I really like Sundays. I see my like the hot fudge guy. <laughs> you know, the the hot fudge guy. I'll tell you two things: uh, is a man of his word and a man of action. <laughs> hot fudge guy. If I was a superhero, I would. If I was a porn star, I would. All these things. I would. I would just be known around the industry. As the hot fudge guy, I uh, I was I, I was very happy and uh, and do not worry. Uh, the employee tried to reassure me that uh, I had done nothing wrong, and I assured the employee that if it's uh, them two working next Sunday, I'll be back spending eight plus dollars on an ice cream Sunday, and I will double tip accordingly. So, don't worry. The hot fudge guy is a man of his word and a man of action, and. Be back Sunday. So, anyways, uh, recorded a little early today uh, on Monday for only, I believe, the second time this season that it is actually a compelling Monday night football lineup. So, I uh, look forward to uh, lying down and a little bit of that. And uh, my God, do we have uh, we have a lot to talk about tomorrow? For example imagine you're a wealthy white family living in the South and you've reached a point in your life, it, you're liberal. You You feel um kind of on an island in your liberal beliefs in a very wealthy suburb somewhere in the South, maybe yeah, somewhere outside Savannah, something like that. But you and your family have reached such a point of status that you know what? This cleaning, this cooking, it's for the birds, as uh, old people like my grandma would like to say. And that uh, you've decided that your family has arrived at a place that it is time to hire a butler. So when you go to hire a butler, and, and you're very liberal and you're very socially conscious, and the last thing you want to do is send a bad message to your kids or fucking any of your friends that come over, but unfortunately, Every single butler who's looking for a job is an African-American. And you don't want to keep a job away from a black guy. But at the same time, as an enlightened white family in the suburb of Georgia, uh, you're concerned about just the luck, just the luck of having a black butler. And I get it. I get it. Well, um, <laughs> uh, so do you hire the guy or not? Try to uh, try to solve that riddle uh, tomorrow. Amongst others, amongst others, this is a crazy fucking time, right? Anyways, I uh, I love you lots. Still not feeling great. Do uh, do what we do. Uh, if Fish B was here and not still back east, I would tell Addy Fish B to say adios. Fish B would do something, but in lieu of Fish B, adios.